Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here. I have just a fantastic lady today to share with you. Our guest today is Christine Lewicki. She is a best-selling author and certified leadership coach living between Paris and Los Angeles, California. She is known as a sought-after speaker who loves to express herself with her heart and guts. She's going to be sharing information today with us about her awesome book, I Quit Complaining. This book has been translated in multiple languages and is just fantastic. So first off, Christine, thank you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be with you and to spend some time with you and to share my message. Oh, I am just thrilled. I am just thrilled. Would you like to begin with a little bit of background or possibly what inspired you to write this fantastic book? Yes, definitely. So this book is actually First of all, it's more of a story. It's more of the story of my journey. It's called I Quit Complaining. And in this book, I'm not really telling people that they should quit complaining, but I'm sharing what happened in my life uh, when I decided to quit complaining. And of course, because when I decided to quit complaining, so many good things happened in my life, then I'm sharing the story with others. And maybe the readers are gonna want to quit complaining. Right, mm -hmm. uh, but it's very important for me to have the I in that title, where I'm not telling people what they need to do with their lives. I'm more, you know, sharing with them what happened in my life. So, for me, so I'm Christine. I live in Los Angeles. I'm French, and um, I came here with my husband, and I was pregnant, and then I had one kid, two kids, and three kids. I have three beautiful daughters. I run my own business and I have a very, very, very busy life and very exciting life. Um, but uh, what happened is that a few years ago, while I was trying to juggle it all, you know, the business and the house and the kids and the husband and all of it, like I'm sure many listeners are, you know, relating to this situation. Literally what happened to me is that one night I, after my kids were finally asleep, I crashed into my bed and I really had this feeling that I just had a very bad day you know one of those terrible horrible very bad day <laughs> uh, and it, it's almost like i had this feeling that finally i could you know i could be at peace except it was 10 p.m you know and <laughs> and i was like that's kind of sad to wait until 10 p.m to say finally i can be at peace and what i realized is that I was in my bed and I was like, this is sad. You need to change something here. You need to change something because I don't want to go to bed every night like this. And I was kind of aware that I had a lot of good things happening in my life. I was aware that I had lots of reasons to actually be happy. But the reality is that I was going to bed empty and drained and exhausted. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I had this aha moment where I realized that something had to change. And I realized that what had to change was me. And um, I, I was trying to reflect on my life and I became aware that my biggest drain of energy was that I was resisting everything that was happening to me. You know, I was trying to juggle it all and everything that was getting in my way, whether it was the milk spilled on the floor or the emails, you know, the flow of emails in my mailbox or 
whoever was, you know, on my way on the road and not letting me go, you know, where I wanted to go and I was going to be late, you know, all those things, I was resisting them. So I was always in resisting mode. And that was taking a lot of my energy. And that was really preventing me from appreciating my life and from feeling that I had a handle on my life. I was more like going with the flow and trying to juggle it all and, and being pissed off at, you know, everything that was getting in my way. So anyway, that same night I had this aha moment and I really, literally, I told myself, Christine, one day you're going to die. I mean, I hope not now and, you know, eventually in a few years, but I said, one day you're going to die and you're going to realize that you spent your entire life resisting your life. <sighs> and right. Yeah. And I was like, this is not okay. I was like, this is my life. I want to enjoy it. And I could see that I had a lot of reasons to enjoy. I had beautiful daughters. They were loud, they were messy, and they were a lot of work, but I loved them, you know? And I had a husband and I had a house, a roof over my head. I had a job that I liked. So I had lots of reasons to have a good life, but I was resisting. Like, it's like my radar was very, you know, catching all the reasons to be pissed off and to be upset and to be complaining. And I wanted to, I wanted to open up another radar that would catch, you know, all the reasons to be happy and all the possibilities and all the solutions to my problem. So that night I realized that the, the, the origin, the, you know, I was like, how can I change that? What is, what is the entrance where I can change something? And I became aware that where I could act was around complaining. I was like, what if I quit complaining? What if I did a 21 day challenge to quit complaining? Cause I knew I'm a coach. And so I knew that to change a habit and to create a new one, you need to make a conscious effort for 21 consecutive days. So I had this aha moment where I was like, wow, what if I could quit complaining? What would change if tomorrow morning I wake up and I don't complain in the morning, in the morning, you know, when I get my kids ready to school, what if I don't complain on the road? What if I don't complain behind my computer? What is, what's going to happen? And I got really excited. I got really curious and I got really excited about it. So the, the story that I need to say though, is that I had this aha moment and I got super excited. And I was like, I'm going to do a 21 day challenge to quit complaining. But the reality is that the next day I didn't. The oh. next day, the very next day I was like, oh, this is not a good time to do this. I'll do it later. You know, <laughs> but the next day, I, I, aren't we all like that? The next day I was like, well, you know, I'm moving and, uh, you know, financially this and this and that. I was like, I'll do it when everything is better. Um, and so I was going to wait. And then one day, so a few weeks later, I would say three weeks later, I think, um, I was at a dinner party and I was talking with my friends. And for some reason, we started to talk about complaining. It's not really for some reason. I think it was meant to be. And I think it's also because it was in my head, this, this you know, reflection was in my head. And so we started to talk about people who complain. And I said, oh, the people who complain all the time, they don't like, it's just a waste, they're annoying. You know, I said, they're annoying. And then I heard myself and I was like, Christine, are you complaining about the complainers? I was like, are you, are you kidding? Like, you're actually complaining about people who complain. This is a joke. And so I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm a coach, you know, I cannot be a life coach and be a business coach and a leadership coach. And if I see myself, you know, in my shadow, I need, I need to, I need to rise up and I need to walk the talk. Yeah. So 
I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Christine, you cannot be a coach and not transform what you know you need to transform in your life. And so I did this 21 day challenge to quit complaining. And the way I did it very briefly is that I decided to wear a bracelet and I sent you one. I know you have one too. Uh, I decided to wear a bracelet and every time I was complaining, so the idea was to do 21 consecutive days with the bracelet on the same side. And every time I was complaining, I switched the bracelet from one side to the other, one wrist to the other. And so basically the first few days I was switching and switching and switching. That's why it matters that it's elastic because <laughs> At the beginning, it's like, oh my God, but I didn't know I was complaining that much. I knew I was complaining, but I had no idea how much I was complaining. Yeah. So first I was switching and switching, and then I could stay maybe, you know, an hour without complaining. And I was happy, you know, or I could stay half a day without complaining, and then maybe one full day, right? And, um, and I can talk later about, you know, this whole process of going through the different phases. Um, and I, I write about it in my book. Um, but anyway, that's, that was the challenge. That was the journey, the bracelet and this, this idea of, of not complaining. Yes. Yes. And, you know, really it's so true that we can complain much more than we realize. Yes. The bracelet makes us think about it and realize. Yeah. That's why I really love the bracelet. And sometimes people are asking me, you know, can I do this without the bracelet? And I said, yes, you can. But first of all, the main goal of the bracelet for me was to remind myself of my commitment. Because what's happening is that many times we have those aha moments where we see a possibility for ourselves. We see what we should do or what we could do that would really make our lives better. And it really happens even when we read, you know, those self-help books. I have all of them on my shelves. I love those books, you know. I'm a coach. I love, you know, to improve myself. But you read the book and you're like, oh, my God, this is so good. I'm going to apply everything that's in the book, you know. And maybe you buy a few extra copies and you give them to your friends because you're so excited about the possibility that's in the book. But the reality is that I know for me, and that's why I decided to wear the bracelet, is that I read the books, I get excited about it, and then I forget. When I'm in my day-to-day -day routine, I get stuck in my routine and I, stuck, I get stuck in the same patterns of how to navigate my life. And it, there is really a, a big gap between knowing what to do and how to behave and how, what attitude you want to adopt in your life and actually doing it. And so the bracelet is a reminder. The bracelet is like, remember, this is your intention. This is what you want to do. And so when I'm doing the dishes and I want to complain, I have the bracelet right there. When I'm driving and I want to complain, I have the bracelet right there. When I receive that email that I didn't want to receive, I have the bracelet right there. And so it's a nice reminder um, because for some reason we have amnesia. You know, we, we, we never forget who to blame and who did what to us five years ago. That, you know, we remember. We have no problem remembering that, but remembering who we want to be for some, and what we and our goals and our vision for some reason we have amnesia we forget so the bracelet is really helping with that and then switching the bracelet from one side to the other really creates this awareness of how much we complain and i always joke you know i've done I, you know my book is a bestseller in france we sold 300,000 copies and I've done a lot of interviews and I've done a lot and a lot of uh, conferences and I spoke, you know, on, on stage and everything. And I always tell people, 
If I had seen my own book in a bookstore, I don't think I would have bought it because it says I quit complaining. And I think that before I thought I was not complaining mm-hmm. because I, I always consider myself to be a positive person. I'm not, I was not this nasty complainer who's miserable all the time. I was this, you know, pretty outgoing, more positive than negative. You know, I tend to see the glass half full more than half empty in general. And that's how I was, you know, so I was this person and I could not identify myself as a complainer because in my head, the complainer, you know, I think we all have a complainer that we know exactly who that is. You know, it could be a coworker, it could be a family member, bad person is never happy, always whining and grumbling. And, you know, it's annoying to be around those people. Yes. Um, and that's not, I don't think that's, I mean, I, I, I didn't see myself as that at all. And, uh, but when I wore the bracelet and I started to switch every time I complained, I was like, oh my God, I complain all the time. It's not loud. It's not nasty. It's kind of subtle, but it's all the time. It's so, sometimes it's even with a smile, right? But yeah. it's all the time. And I realized how much space it was taking in my consciousness and in my reality really it was taking so much space and so much energy in my reality and when I practiced and I had the discipline to work on how can I remove this complaining I realized that I had a lot of space available for me a lot of space to find solutions to my problem to uh, celebrate what was going well to um, communicate better, to have a good time with my family members and, you know, just create my life instead of resisting it. Yes. It's, would you say it was like you had created a habit of continually complaining. So really you didn't even have to think about it and didn't realize it, that it was there because it was a habit. Yes, it was a habit. It was a habit. And at the beginning, I even had to, um, and maybe the listeners are going to be interested in that is like, how, how do I know when I'm complaining and when I'm not? Because at the beginning, I had to decide, am I switching or am I not? And a, a big lesson that I had to learn is that when you decide to quit complaining, it doesn't mean that now you're happy with everything. It doesn't mean that you wear your rose-colored glasses and you pretend that you're in la-la land and that what was driving you nuts yesterday, now, you know, it's not affecting you anymore. It's not, it's not about that. I mean, there is a big, there is a piece about not complaining that is about surrendering, you know, and accepting. That's one piece of it. But also another piece of it is that I'm going to, I'm going to learn to take responsibility for my life and I'm going to change what I don't like. Whatever is making me complain, instead of being the victim of it and pointing fingers, I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to change what I don't like. There is a, there is a sentence by Maya Angelou that is at the center of my work. She said, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude, don't complain. So, right? Everything is in there. And yep. so when I decided to quit complaining, I realized that um, it's not that I had to wear those ro- rose-colored glasses. It, it was that I had to change what I didn't like. And, I had, and if I could not change it, I had to change my attitude. But mm-hmm. if I wanted to quit complaining, a, a piece of it was I have to change what I didn't like. And if I change what I didn't like, it means that sometimes I need to speak up and talk about the negative stuff. 
So when you quit complaining, it doesn't mean that you cannot say, I'm not okay with this, I don't like that, I want this to change. It just means that you stop saying you're stupid, you don't understand anything, and you know, uh, it's your fault. You see how that's the change in the attitude. I take responsibility, I, I address what I don't like. So for me, I had to decide when is it that I'm complaining and when is it that I'm actually trying to change and I'm actually having the attitude of communicating around a problem so that we resolve it, so that it's not there anymore. Because when you want to quit complaining, it's actually much easier to quit complaining if you remove some of your problem. You know, what's driving you crazy, what's making you complain, if you deal with it, if you improve it, then you have less reasons to complain. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So for me, for example, one of my big, I call this my red zone, my kids were younger back then, and my big, big red zone was the morning routine. I was like, I was, go, I was nuts every morning. I was, was so much tension in my body every morning to get my three daughters ready and out of the door to go to school. And, um, and every morning I was complaining, and every morning we were late, and every morning it was my kids' fault, right? I was pointing fingers, and every day it was their fault, and every day was, I told you so, you know, again, we're late, you know, and I was blaming and complaining and pointing fingers. And uh, there is a, I, when I was doing this challenge, I read upon uh, a line from uh, Einstein and Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's exactly what I was. I was insane. Every morning I had the same routine. And every morning I was going crazy and I was expecting a different result. I was expecting us to be on time, but I was doing the same thing every day. And every day I was blaming my kids. Everybody, every day was their fault if we were late. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to quit complaining, I had to change my routine. I was like, okay, obviously what we're doing is not working. But I realized that I was, I was living in that, in that uh, insanity for like five years. I've been insane for, and I think a lot of people who are listening to me are gonna recognize that in their lives. How often we're insane at doing something one way and like, we're, like we work in a company and every time there is a meeting, we prepare the meeting that way and we do a process for the meeting and every time we're upset because every time people join the meeting and they're not meeting our expectations, yes. right? Yes. And that's insane. Maybe you need to that's ask yourself, yeah. yeah. Maybe you need to ask yourself, okay, I need to change something. I need to plan this meeting differently. I need to communicate around it differently. I need to organize it differently because obviously it's not working. Bring but I have to say, it's much easier to blame than yeah. to take responsibility. It's much easier to point fingers and to blame others than to be like, maybe I need to change something. Maybe I need to, like for me, for my morning routine, I had to wake up earlier. That was hard. I didn't really want to wake up earlier, right? But in the end, it was way easier to wake up earlier and to have a nice morning. And that's not the only thing I did. I did a lot of things. And in my book, I tell everything that I had to do. But it's, it's, it's funny. The book, people say that the book is very funny and insight, insightful. Um, but anyway, yeah, I had to change. I had to take responsibility and stop blaming. So um, I had to come up with some criteria to decide Am I complaining or am I actually trying to take responsibility for my life? 
and uh, improve my life. And so I came up with three criterias to recognize if I was complaining. The first one was the tone of my voice. It's the most obvious one, the one everybody thinks about when you think about complaining. You know, am I whining? Am I gripping? Am I screaming? Am I yeah, 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 You know, how, how sour is the tone of my voice? And so that was the most obvious one. The second one was um, my position. Am I playing the game of the victim? Am I the victim here and I'm like pointing fingers? I, I actually realized that I was very good at pointing fingers. I didn't know. I didn't know how much I was doing it. But I think that it, it takes a lot of humility to really look at yourself and to look at how much during the day we're playing the blaming game. Yeah. How much do we play the game of who's right and who's wrong? Yeah. And how often I was playing that game and I wanted to be right, of course. Yeah. I was not doing it in a very like uh, aggressive way. It was actually pretty su subtle, but I was playing the game of who's right and who's wrong a lot, a lot and a lot. So that was my second criteria. Am I more interested in being right or am I more interested in coming up with the solution? And what I realized is that often I was like, okay, I want the solution, but first I want to be right. But what I've learned is that when, when somebody, because if I'm right, somebody's going to be wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And when the other person is wrong, they don't want to help you with the solution. They're not interested. If you make them wrong, they, they don't want to cooperate. Uh, a, a guilty person is not interested in, in helping you find a solution. So my second criteria was like, okay, what is the game that I'm playing here? Okay, my position. And the last uh, criteria was um, the accuracy of my communication. I realized that very often when I was complaining, it's because usually when we complain, we never complain to be mean. We never complain because we want to be that annoying person. Usually we want to quit complaining because we kind of, we feel guilty about being so annoying mm -hmm. uh, with the complaining, but we ne that's never the intention. We never want to be that complainer, you know? Usually when we complain, it's because we want to be heard. We want to be heard because we have a need and we, we're sick and tired of that need not being met, right? And so uh, the intention is good, right? The intention is I have this need and I need to be, I need help, I need support, I need uh, calm, I need rest, I need, you know, whatever need I have, I have this need and it matters and so I'm gonna speak up and, Unfortunately, we use complaining to, to, as an attempt to get that need fulfilled. But the third criteria is that because, we're, because that need is so important to us and because we really want to be heard, what we do is that we exaggerate. We turn the problem into a drama. We say it's always the same. No, we use always, never. You know, we, we generalize. We say, nobody helps me ever. I always do the same. I told you a hundred times. It's a disaster. I'm sick and tired of this. This is going to kill me, right? We use all those extra words, you know. And again, we don't do it to be mean or whatever. We do it because it, it's a sign that the need that we're trying to express is important to us. Yes. Right? Yeah. So for me, I was like, okay. And so when you quit complaining, it doesn't mean that you don't take care of that need. It's more that you realize that the need is pure and the need needs to be acknowledged and taken care of, but the strategy is wrong. I mean, not that it's wrong. It's mainly that the strategy is not working. If complaining was working, 
we would not need to complain anymore. I say, if complaining was working, my house was, you know, my kitchen table would be clean every morning. The kids' room would be, you know, picked up and I would get all the support that I need from my team. And, you know, but it's because complaining is not working that we complain all the time because we have to repeat again and again and again and again because nobody's listening to us. But nobody's listening to us because the way we communicate is creating a dynamic that makes people want to fight with us or run away from us. Yes. This, oh, this is just so fantastic, Christine. I am yes. so excited about your book. And oh my gosh, this is just, it's, you know, so true. You know, what we do and, and how we can complain and and not yes. realize it. And we can change that and change everything. Uh, please for uh, take a moment and share your website with everyone and how they can get a copy of your book. We have yes. just a few minutes left in the show. So I would okay. love to know what, what you want to leave with everyone to think about. At okay. The so for, to reach out with me, oh. there is my website, christinelewicki.com. And on there, you can click to the page to get the book. Um, and if, um, I, I don't know exactly when it's going to be launched, the, the radio show, but I, I suggest that. Go to the website, click on the link, and you'll get the book. It's also on Amazon if people want to look it up. It's I Quit Complaining, and my name is Christina Wiki. And also, people can go to um, IQuitComplaining.com. And on the IQuitComplaining.com, I invite people to join the Quit Complaining movement. And the Quit Complaining movement is an opportunity for people to wear a bracelet, and to do the 21 day challenge. But what I'm inviting people to do is I invite them every day to reflect on what is it that I've learned today? Because that really helped me. Instead of every day to look at what is it, what is it that I did wrong and all the area that I failed, I quit complaining. I decided to look at all the area that this challenge helped me grow. And everything, everything that helped me grow myself during the day, even if it was through challenging situation that maybe I didn't behave the way I wanted to, but I've learned something. And so I invite people to wear a bracelet, to do the 21 day challenge, and every day on social media, on their social media, to share with their people what is it that they are learning during this challenge. And we're using the hashtag, I quit complaining. So you share what you're learning. You can do a video, you can do a blog post, whatever you want. And you use the hashtag, I quit complaining. And the idea is that the same way that I'm writing my book and I'm speaking on stage, sharing my story, when you change yourself, you inspire others to do the same. Because it doesn't matter if you tell people you should quit complaining, it's not going to inspire them. But if you tell them, watch me quit complaining, that's going to inspire them. And you don't have to be good at this. I mean, I stumbled when I did it. I posted a video every day. And the video that got the most successful was the video where I admitted that I could not quit complaining, that it was so hard. And people loved it because they could witness the work. They could witness the reality of the growth. I didn't do my video being like, oh, I'm rocking at this. I know how to quit complaining. No, I had no idea how to quit complaining. I had the intention and the commitment. Right? So go to the I Quit Complaining com page sign up you can get a little kit and you join the quick complaining movement you wear a bracelet you do the challenge and of course get the book on amazon because the book is going to give you insights and tools and inspirations and stories to be successful in this challenge you have a fantastic day christine love hugs and blessings this was so great thank you so much for having me oh you're so welcome and everyone out there love hugs and blessings live a happy life 
Turn your average life into a happy life with Paula Vale's book, Why Am I So Happy? Tired of waking up to the same routine, but just a different day? Would you like to live a happy life effortlessly? We want to introduce you to Paula Vale, the author of Why Am I So Happy? Paula is a TV slash radio host, Reiki master slash teacher, and published author. She understands life's challenges and will guide you in releasing negative thoughts to find emotional and physical joy and balance. Paula shares tips on how to invest in yourself to become the joy-filled person you were meant to be. Paula's book, Why Am I So Happy? is informative, inspiring, and overflowing with gratitude. Her words benefit both men and women and provide a guide to living a happy, healthy, fun, and prosperous life. Why live the happy life? Because you deserve it. It's that simple. Don't procrastinate because you could be living your happy life now. Purchase Paula's book, Why Am I So Happy? on Amazon.com today.